When you think about magnetism, all it is, is energy. When you think about all of these physical equations that define energy and matter, you have all of these mathematical equations that are defining the law of how that energy operates, whether it's gravity, whether it's force, whether it's motion. Human design is the same exact thing. Only what your human design chart is telling you is what is the mathematical formula to your highest self? What is the mathematical formula to your own energy, the mechanics of it, how it operates? That's all it is. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Authentic, the only podcast that teaches you how to build a bridge to the life you want from the life you have using human design, the gene keys, and the work. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to To Be Authentic. This is Stacey Estrella, your host, and I am just so delighted to be here today. I did not have an episode last week, and it's funny, I had recorded one, and I was I was in a funk, I was really in a shadow, a, a bunch of shadows. I watched myself going down into this very, very dark space because of a number of things that happened last week. And I really wanted to do a recording from shadow. I mean, I was dropping F-bombs. <laughs> I was just really, really in what I called, well, what Audrey Hepburn calls it in Breakfast at Tiffany's, the mean reds. And, you know, it was just this whole series of events that kept layering on things that were really out of my control that were slowing me down. And again, as a manifesting generator, and those of you who are generators or manifesting generators are going to feel this frustration when you have this drive and this energy to do something and your attempts are thwarted by, especially by things that are out of your control. When you're a manifesting generator, you also get the benefit of anger <laughs> as a wayfinding mechanism to help you basically take a check on your energy. And I want to use this podcast to really demonstrate what it's like to live my design in order to inspire others to really get to know their own design, how they're wired, and live their design because there is so much relief and joy and celebration and empowerment in it, okay? And of all things, I think it's so funny sometimes how circumstances in the universe protects us from ourselves. I just invested in a bunch of equipment, and this was kind of part of what had contributed to my shadow energy, maybe the first layer of low-grade frustration. I was in a situation where I really had to upgrade my computer equipment. I was just not able to function. My laptop was uh, five years old, and I had a desktop computer that I had been doing my podcasting on that was... Uh, six years old. And they were just super, super, super slow. And I was getting progressively more frustrated. And my laptop had done a couple of weird shutdowns <laughs> involuntarily. And I took those as warning signs that, you know, something's going to go down <laughs> soon and I better replace it. So unfortunately, it was Mercury retrograde. And I know, you know, some people who aren't familiar with the way the planet energies work, want to poo-poo that or you know call it woo. But when you really start to pay attention to the effect that Mercury retrograde has on electronics and communications, 
there's something very real about these planetary energies pulling against each other. And Tara and I actually mark it in our calendars when Mercury retrograde is happening throughout the year, because we want to be aware, especially in our client relationships, that we are really being very, very, even more mindful about the way we communicate. So anyway, Mercury retrograde is happening and I'm starting to have these involuntary crashes on my computer and everything's backed up. So I know I have a backup. Well, that was the first thing I did. I thought, okay, time to back up for sure. But I really got to a point where I felt like I need to replace my equipment. And I really didn't want to do it during Mercury retrograde, but I did. I really felt like I had no choice because there's a lag time in getting the equipment custom built and sent to you. So I wound up investing in the equipment and I had to go through all of these, you know, processes of, in the end, it was all really, really, really good. But I went through this process of, you know, one purchase and realizing I didn't get enough storage. So having to return it and get one with more storage and then realizing I could get rid of the desktop computer and basically streamline my entire operation. And so now, like I got, I feel like the Bentley of you know, setup that I just get to come in. And of course, this is a manifesting generator's dream because I just plug in my laptop to my display and I am off to the races. So last week I thought, okay, this is really good. I'm in shadow. I want to teach you, all of you listening, this is what it's like to be in shadow. And here's what I'm going to do to get myself out of it in terms of reading all of my chart mechanics and sharing that with you so that yours will be different. Your own shadow will be different. What will trigger your shadow will be different because of your own conditioning, all of that, right? It will all be different, but I want to give you an example of how empowering these tools are when you are following your energy and catching yourself going into shadow and how you can pull yourself out. I also wanted to share and show an example of shadow is not scary. I feel like I feel like people get so scared of these terms, shadow, oh, bad. In human design, the beauty of it is there is no good or bad. It just is. You're either aligned to your design or you're not. And when you're not, it's actually pretty uncomfortable. The problem is we have learned to tolerate discomfort and think that that's normal. And it is not. I'm here to tell you. And so what wound up happening, I recorded, I kid you not, an hour and a half. I even did a sound check. I did a sound check at the beginning because I thought, okay, just to be sure. And it came back kind of echoey. And I thought, okay, well, that's kind of weird. I'm not sure why that is. You know, I'm speaking into my mic. I'm watching my, I forget what it's called, an amplifier, I guess, but it's telling me that, yeah, my voice is being picked up, but the quality is coming back really bad. And I think, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm just hearing something wrong. Okay. So I go on to record another hour. So I, I stopped at, I think, seven minutes or 15 minutes. And then I thought, oh, wait, I need to make sure. So I go ahead and I record another hour. And when I went and listened to it, first of all, it was really good content. I mean, it was really, really good content. But I also think maybe it wasn't the best content at this moment in how raw it was because you wouldn't be ready for it. 
I was, as I said earlier, I was dropping F-bombs, right? I was really, really angry. I was really, really frustrated. I was really upset. And I went with it. I went with where my energy took me. I said things that, you know, maybe people wouldn't be ready to hear. I was just upset about my own journey and experience of finding my path and how difficult it has been because my design is is actually very much challenging tradition and the status quo, and that's not a welcome event. It's just not in our DNA, and the culture that reigns today um, does not welcome the outlier. I mean, it's starting to happen more and more that we are, and really the COVID lockdowns, I think that whole COVID experience have helped to spark that openness but there's still tension, as we see with all the demands to return to the office, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, I went to work with the tape because I thought, oh, this, this is really good. I remembered what I was recording being so authentic. And that's what I want to do. I want to bring shadow and light, right? When I'm in shadow, I want to share that with you because this is what it means to be wholly human. This is what it means to show up as a human being, a fully aware, fully conscious human being every single day, and to be accountable for how we show up and to be empowered by our design in order to help us elevate our awareness, our consciousness, our energy, okay? I want to show both sides. And I went to listen to the tape and it was awful. I mean, there's nothing salvageable. I thought that, you know, in the post-processing or not post-processing, or in post, I don't have all the terminology down because I right now I'm doing it all myself, but in post, I thought I could just apply a studio filter and it would solve all my problems. Oh, no, it just made them worse. And I just made the decision, there's no way I can live with this recording because the quality is so bad. So it doesn't matter how raw and honest the recording is, the quality of the sound is so bad that it will be painful to you as you listen to it, that it won't even redeem the, the rawness and honesty of that moment. And, you know, in the end, I have just sort of reflected and thought, you know, for whatever reason, I'm just going to allow it to happen that it was the right thing that the sound didn't work. What happened was I'm not used to plugging in my computer to a display. Even though I thought I clicked the right mic as the input, it turned out that it was not my mic. It was not the mic that you see right here that I'm speaking into. The mic that it defaulted to was my laptop that's sitting three and a half feet away, you know, facing the other wall. And so no wonder that initial sound check was completely echoey, but for whatever reason, my mind, self, energy would not let me hear it and correct it. And these are times where I feel like it, it was a happy accident. And I'll never know why I wasn't pressed to double check my sound settings, okay? The only thing I can think of is it was hubris. It was ego. It was, we did that, right? Not self-behavior. We did that, right? We're right, <laughs> right? 
I did that. I remember that step. And I did not allow in, in that moment, the opportunity to double check my own work. So anyways, I think it's really interesting. And I'm glad that that I wasn't able to share that episode in retrospect. I might actually just be talking myself into being glad because it really was a good episode. And the thing that Tara and I both agree with, and it's why we still have not recorded ourselves, is we believe in extemporaneous. We believe in spontaneous. We believe in the spirit that is not overly scripted for these transmissions or stories that I'm sharing or that we're sharing or that we are partnering with others to share in conversation about this whole beautiful, messy human experience and this very layered, very rich world of human design and the gene keys. And so anyway, so I can't re-record it. I can't fake shadow energy if I'm not in shadow, <laughs> okay? I can't fake it. So there will be another time, I'm sure, that I can share an episode where I am in shadow and you can pick up on it in my voice and my language and my pauses and whatever. You can pick it up in my presence, but it's just not going to be today. <laughs> so what I did want to do though, is I wanted to tell you the story of what happened. So in a way it's going to be more analytical, but I just want to give you a way to help you work with your own energy when you find yourself in shadow. And I'm going to use my own experience from, yes, an analytical place because I'm removed from it now. I mean, I've processed through it. I'm on the other side of it. But I very, very much understand it and I can speak to it without as much emotional range, <laughs> which can be distracting. And maybe that's why this all happened where the way I can be of great service now might really be in the retelling of how I worked myself, how I found myself in shadow and how I found myself or worked with my energy to get out. I worked with my, with my gene key holographic profile to get out. This episode is all about unlocking your magnetism. So first, let's just start with a definition. What is magnetism? And so I looked this up uh, to share it with you. And so I'm going to read it now. Magnetism is a physical phenomenon produced by the motion of electric charge resulting in attractive and repulsive forces between objects. Kind of interesting, right? This is really what we're talking about in terms of our human energy as much as it is a magnet. <laughs> it is the power of our own energetic aura to either pull people toward us or push them away, pull opportunities toward us or push them away. That is it. Tara and I were talking the other day and I was telling her, because I get frustrated that people are not rushing <laughs> to learn their human design. It, it very much frustrates me. And I know for people who really, really understand the power of it, they are equally frustrated, right? Or disappointed or bitter or what have you, whatever their telltale sign is where they have an expectation. And for me, that's actually in my, um, my purpose sphere in my gene keys is the shadow 
quality of my energy is expectation, right? It's an attachment to a certain thing being real, to a certain thing being true, to a certain thing happening, okay? My gift energy is detachment. And so this is gate 42. This is something that I have got to work on every single day, (laughs) okay? It is my Achilles heel is attachment because with, with my circuitry being in logic, I have both logic and abstract circuitry, but the logic is all about, guys, this is what we have to do to create a better world in the future. Guys, this is what you have to do to have control over your life, right? To get more joy out of your life to find the people who are your people, to find the work that deeply satisfies you. This is what you have to do. And yet I have this other part in my design that has to be detached. And so I've got this push-pull thing always happening in my design. When you think about magnetism, all it is is energy. And I was telling Tara the other day as we were talking, I said, you know, When you think about all of these physical equations that define energy and matter, right? And humans are nothing but energy and matter. You have all of these mathematical equations that are defining the law of how that energy operates, whether it's gravity, whether it's force, whether it's motion and all the other physical equations out there, right? Or laws of physics out there. Human design is the same exact thing. Only what your human design chart is telling you is what is the mathematical formula to your highest self? What is the mathematical formula to your own energy, the mechanics of it, how it operates? That's all it is. And your mathematical formula is totally different than mine. Maybe there are elements that overlap that we have in common, but because of everything else in your chart or not in it, your mathematical formula is going to operate and carry you through life in a very different way than mine. That's all it is. Your human design chart is the mathematical formula for how your energy works and how you are prone to being conditioned for it not to work, okay? Where you are in your own way. And so this is where my frustration comes into play because I want the world to understand how powerful this is and every day that goes by that, that people are not tapping into their own mathematical formula for their own human design, human energy, human magnetism. It's a wasted day. It's a day of not being or optimizing your energy for the life that you're living. And as a manifesting generator, I'm all about efficiency. Let's get the most from this moment. Let's get the most from this life. That's what I'm about. Let's get the most from our aspiration for this world, for ourselves, for our families, for our relationships, for society, for the planet. That's what my design is about. My channel of logic and that whole circuitry that's all about the future and seeing the patterns and how we can create something better together for all of us to benefit from. It's like, ah, I see it. Let's all get there together. But dang, 
I have to remain detached from my expectation for timing, right? Just because I see it so clearly doesn't mean everyone else sees it. And so my journey and my battle is always about what is the right language? What's the right way in? What are the different ways that I can help trigger a deep awareness in you, either through a turn of phrase or through a photograph or an image or some combination of the two that awaken that part of you that knows that your life can be better, that knows that how you're operating right now, that somewhere something is missing, some magic It's the quality of magic, that the quality of magic is missing. Because what magnetism is, like we heard the definition, okay, there's the definition. But when you think about what magnetism is, all magnetism is, is consciousness in the human experience. So what is magnetism? Okay, so we heard the definition, the literal definition. We know that it's this force that can attract or repel. Well, how does it operate in us as individuals? Well, magnetism, whether it is attracting or repelling, the quality of your magnetism, this is basically about conscious energy. What is consciousness? Consciousness is nothing more than awareness, awareness of the self. How do you get to self-awareness? You get to self-awareness through self knowledge. This is why the self-help industry is such an expansive industry. And it's why it's such a profitable and magnetic industry because each of us, or most of us, I would say, we want to know who we are. We want to know why we're here. We want to know that our lives have meaning, that our lives matter, that our time here matters. We want to be effective. We want to have impact. We want to make sure that we did not waste our shot. We did not just take up space and air. So the more you know yourself, right? And this is where we make our minds our ally. We use our minds to help us understand this whole thing called mechanics and human design and gene keys and shadow and and gift frequency and city frequency and blah, 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 right? Our minds are super awesome allies to help us understand the mechanics of how we're built, how our mathematical formula operates, but that's not where the transformation happens. The transformation happens when we take that mathematical formula into our bodies, we ingest it through self-awareness and we become aware of our higher intelligence through how our bodies speak to us. And this is where decision-making authority and all that other stuff from human design comes in. It's where the gene keys and knowing whether you're in shadow or gift frequency, where that comes in, right? This is embodied awareness. It is not mental. And so the more self-aware we are, the higher our consciousness, the higher our magnetic frequency the more magnetic we are to attract to us 
the people, the opportunities, the situations, the breakthroughs, the money, all of this comes through us being in a more magnetic aura. Whether we're generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, reflectors, or projectors, it's all about keeping your aura clear and clean. That's when you unlock your highest magnetic frequency. That's how you transform your life very, very quickly. Keeping your aura clean is a discipline of watching your mind, right? Staying on top of it, right? Where is it trying to pull you out of alignment, right? Because of ego pressure or conditioning. Because your mind then is controlling your thoughts, your thoughts control your beliefs, your beliefs control your behaviors. And you can see even as I said that, if your mind starts to grab onto some negative belief, right? Some dogmatic belief about the hostility of the world, which is where my mind was last week. The world is a hostile place. That's what I was telling myself. What an awful message. And I realize there's a lot of evidence out there where some of you listening are going to go, oh, yeah, it is, <laughs> right? But in its true nature, and this is what I remember from the Byron Katie nine-day retreat this year, you know, she's very often repeats the phrase, whether you believe the world is a hostile place or a helpful, loving place, you're right. That's the world you're going to see. And that's the world you're going to get because that is the power of our mind. And so even on the ninth day, people were still struggling with this. And in the mind, the mind struggles to understand what she's saying, the way I interpret what she's saying, because it almost feels so cold and calloused to say, you got to be kidding. Like the world is a loving place. Have you, have you heard of Ukraine? <laughs> right? Have you heard of poverty? Have you heard of climate disaster? Have you heard of earthquakes? Have you heard of, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And to me, the way I understand that message is when we are in alignment, aligned energy, the world is a beautiful, loving, magical place. When we are in alignment, the world appears hostile because there are people running it and making decisions to create that feeling of hostility. And these people are living out of alignment. When we are in alignment, we do not have a place for anger. I mean, this is a really powerful concept. To me, this is one of the most breakthrough ideas I've ever come across in my life. And this is the power of knowing the mathematical formula for who you uniquely are to understand how to unlock your highest frequencies, how to let go of or dissolve conditioning, and how to operate more consistently out of your highest magnetic frequency. So let's talk about what it means to be an energy being in earth school, as Byron Katie loves to say, and as Tara always reminds me, I love how it's in her vernacular. As energy beings, we are in a constant cycle of feeling like a victim or feeling empowered. That is in its simplest form. That is the shadow energy of victim. 
Things are being done to me. I do not have control. Woe is me. Or empowerment. I'm accountable. I can figure this out. I will find a way. That's it. And that is the range that you're in for whatever situation you're in, a relationship, work, whatever. And the more knowledge you have, again, about the mathematical formula of your unique design, your human design chart, your gene key holographic profile, the more you are equipped with that information, the more self-aware you can be to constantly be monitoring where's your energy in this moment. When does something throw you out of alignment? And we can either be at the whim of what life throws at us and life throws us some stuff. So I'm not like, like, clearly there are times when we're in victim and we need to feel it. Okay. We need to process it. Feeling it is part of the processing of it instead of just trying to tamp it down and pretend it doesn't exist. That only causes it to fester and one day explode. Okay. So shadow, shadow is an opportunity to learn, right? Where did I fall out of alignment? So it, it contributes to the cycle of greater self-knowledge and self-awareness so that you can spend more time in the gift frequency of your highest magnetism, right? Because that's a lot of fun. And this is again why it's like, I wish people were rushing to this because life is just meant to be so much more fun then we've given it credit. Once we become adults and we enter this world of having to make ends meet and da, 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 it feels like such a chore. And, you know, some people can't wait to get off this ride because it's just not as fun as it was presented to us to be or that we thought it would be. Before we go into the example from last week that I wanted to bring to life for you, I just want you to scan one, your own energy and how you've shown up in situations over the last week, okay? When you were feeling very light and aligned and joyful, and when you weren't. I also want you to scan over the last week the people who have come in and out of your aura, how they made you feel in the sense of just their presence. What did you pick up in their presence? And technically, we're not in someone's aura when we're on Zoom, but I still believe, and this is just my own experience. So for me, it's actually the gift of mine because I, I have the 13th gene key that was the dominant sphere from ages 7 to 21, which is the gate of the listener. And it is the city frequency of empathy. It's an energy that allows me to hear deeply whether or not someone's in my presence. So it's beyond aura. And so for me, when I am on Zoom, I'm tuning in and I'm tuning in to what is being said and what is not being said. And that's part of my superpower. So you may not have the same sensibilities or sensitivities, or you may, but I just want you to be aware of as people come into or move through your aura, maybe you were at the market or maybe it was your partner or maybe it was your kids, but you are picking up everyone else's magnetic frequency as you move through life. Some people are in shadow. Some people are in high functioning shadow. Another episode, another time. I've spent much of my life in high functioning shadow. I got a lot done, right? But it wasn't as fun as it could have been. I wasn't as engaging or fun as I could have been or magnetic as I could have been. And I just want you to recognize that 
everyone that is moving through your life has an aura and it is a highly magnetic aura because of how attentive they are to keeping their aura clean and clear so that they are operating from gift frequency or it's a repelling aura because they're operating in shadow. And these are things that you cannot see. So someone can show up saying all the right things, but they feel clingy. That's shadow. They could be showing up saying all the right things, but something in you is not responding to pull them in. Something in you may be putting up a shield to keep them out or not because of where your energy is. But the point I'm trying to make is every single one of us, every single moment of every single day is emitting an energetic frequency. And that is either a frequency of shadow, gift, or city, period, end of story, right? Somewhere in between, but there's a spectrum. And our work in this life and our work in managing our aura is to constantly be monitoring our own energetic frequency. And when we fall into shadow, we recognize that we have somewhere fallen out of alignment with our mathematical formula for magnetism, and we need to get ourselves back. So how do you do that? So this is where my story from last week comes in. So as I mentioned, I had already <laughs> been going through this whole up and down cycle, mostly down by this time, like just was a huge waste of energy and again, manifesting generators hate to redo stuff, right? But my whole, you know, computer upgrade process was just a lot of redos, right? Eventually I got to where I wanted to go and in a better place than I had any idea I could get to in terms of efficiency. And so I'm so psyched, but it was really painful getting here. And so I had the residue from that. And then I had been to a couple of events because I'm in this process as we get ready to go to market with our offering in a more proactive, powerful way. I'm wanting to go out and be in conversation with people. I'm making a concerted effort to build my network with my fractal, which is a human design concept of the people who I am here to serve. And I learned through some of the work I did earlier this year that a lot of the people in my network are actually not my people. And this was a, this was a period of reckoning and mourning. They are people who I was in association with because of decisions I had made along the way that were kind of in alignment, but then not totally in alignment and were much more sort of logical, you know, they were dominated by logic and as opposed to sacral, as opposed to emotion, as opposed to feeling, and are probably not the people I'm here to serve. I could be wrong, but my, my belly tells me no. So I've been making this concerted effort to get out and meet people. Remember, I have been on this journey for a few decades of uh, separating myself from the world. I had basically decided that, oh, I must not be right for this world. I must have been born in the wrong era because what appeals to everyone else about sort of the decisions we're supposed to make, the milestones we're supposed to have, they don't appeal to me. And I was really mad at myself that I, that I didn't have what it took to fit in more. <laughs> and I was mad about that. 
And so what I had been doing was creating this safe haven, this space that I was calling a cocoon, but that my human design reader called a coffin. And that was a big moment for me. So now I'm in this active energy, this active curious space of, well, let me go out and mingle. Let me go out and meet people who feel like we might have more in common, who feel like they might be the people I am here to serve. And it's really exhausting for me. I don't have the muscle for it. And I realize, you know, manifesting generators have all of this energy and we're fortunate that we create our own energy when we're doing the things that light us up. But at the same time, we get exhausted because everyone wants our energy. And I'm also doing a lot of radical healing work, which I am so excited to share with you on a future episode. But that's also taking a ton of energy out of me. I mean, I'll watch the, a video. It has to do with hypnosis and, and hypnotherapy. And it will be a two and a half hour video. And it's so concentrated and powerful in the insights it's providing me and the the self-knowledge that's guiding me in greater self-awareness that after I watch and ingest the information from one of these videos, I am wiped out. I need to take a nap for three hours. And, and so this is going on. So my energy is depleted. I've got the residue from all of this wasted, wasted in quotes, wasted energy of, you know, the whole technological upgrade. And then Tara and I, we have entered this phase of working on our trademark and our copyright protection, right? Because basically all we have are ideas and words and images. So we had met with our lawyer that Monday. We scheduled time with him to talk about a number of phrases that we wanted to trademark and just to protect us so that you know, we know we're doing the work we are designed to do. We know we're doing the work that we're meant to do as a duo, a quantum duo. And we want to make sure that we have the road ahead, safe and protected for us to operate. And a couple of days after we meet with him, we get an email note which says issues ahead. And, you know, it was just the, oh, it was the last thing I needed. And basically it sent me over into the mean reds. I had no capacity for it. I wrote him back. I said, I'm not in a space to think about this or respond. You know, I'll get back to you when I am. But I went down, I went over a cliff basically. And everything and anything that made me angry about the state of the world today came in, right? And this is what happens because when we're in shadow, remember we are out of alignment. Our mind has taken over and it is co-opting all of our energies. And in my case, the ego energy of self-worth and the uh, solar plexus energy of nervous system, it is taking all of that over and it's creating like this firestorm, right, of drama to take the floor and to keep me from seeing the world for what it truly is, which is a loving, friendly universe. But here I am, I am just off into the depths. And I stay there for that whole night. I unplug. You know, it was funny because Tara and I both were saving each other from that email. At first I was going to, 
text her and just gripe. And I abhor texts or emails that are just used for venting one's frustration because it's a very selfish act to put your negative energy out in the world for someone else to be soiled, to be sullied, to be slimed by it. Okay. It's a very selfish act. Even though it feels good to you to, to let it out, this is what journals are for. Just letting everyone know, this is what journals are for. And it was funny because Tara and I, I can't remember how we wound up sharing it with each other, but uh, yeah, I had started to, to forward the email to her and then I stopped and I exited out and I thought, you know, I'm just going to cool it. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to veg <laughs> for the rest of the day, disconnect, unplug. And I don't know, maybe an hour went by or two hours went by and I finally texted Tara and I said, did you see our lawyer's note? And she immediately texted back, yes, I saw it. I didn't want to share it with you. I thought I would wait until whatever, whenever, when we were both ready. And it was just so funny and loving and tender. And that's what I have with my duo, right? We both know each other's wounds. We both know what's going to help and what's going to hurt. We both know how to hold space and compassion for the other's disappointments right? Or, or tender spots, sensitive spots, uh, weaknesses, let's just call them for the lack of a better word, but for the areas of our life that we each know that we're working on and trying to be more mindful about, no need to, you know, be the first to share the horrible story, right? But I just, I, I, I thought it was just so sweet. And so what happened when we had that exchange, and it really was a beautiful exchange, it was just very brief. And I just told her, I said, you know what, I'm just going to disconnect. And I did. And I watched, I've been watching The Mentalist because I just love the whole idea of, again, increasing one's powers of observation and self-awareness and self-knowledge to be useful, to serve a purpose. And so I've been watching that. And so I just really binge watched many episodes of The Mentalist. And then I woke up the next day and I thought, oh, I'm still in the mean reds. I'm going to do a podcast in shadow, <laughs> which we now know it was a disaster and it didn't work. And there's nothing redeeming about it in terms of the sound quality. So I won't end up sharing it. But I want to share the journey I took to get out of shadow, to basically transform my energy from this shadow state that was very repellent. I mean, who wants to be around someone who's angry, right? And you can pick up that anger before anything has come out of their mouth. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their posture. You can feel it in their aura if you are in their presence. You can. You know this. You've all experienced it. And right now, you already have visions of moments or people in your head passing through going, uh-huh, yeah, I know, I remember. Or you have the opposite. You know what it's like to be around a highly magnetic person and you want to emulate that, right? You might actually envy it because, and by the way, and when you're in that envy state, that's a shadow energy, but the shadow energies are there to alert us. Our shadow energies are our friends as long as we don't stay there and make a home. Like we don't want to set up camp in shadow, right? Our shadow energies, when we catch ourselves in shadow, they are simply there to help us navigate, okay? So what I wound up doing, you know, here I was very, very in a state of disappointment. The first thing I did, okay, and this is, this is, I think the process can work for anyone, 
but the spheres that I'm referring to are mine specifically, okay? And they are the way that I have learned to navigate my energy, knowing the self-knowledge of my different gate activations, my channels, my circuitry, my defined centers, my undefined or open centers, the whole melting pot, right, of, of elements that are in my design. And what I have come to learn is that two of the frequencies that create a lot of difficulty for me or challenge or are the first to throw me into shadow are from my incarnation cross. And the two activations that are my first places to go when I find myself in shadow happen to be my personality sun, which is gate 54, ambition in human design. It is the life's work sphere of your activation or genius sequence in the gene keys. The shadow quality of it is greed. The gift is aspiration. And the city is ascension. And so that shadow quality of greed, it's not just about the material quality, which is how we tend to think of greed, right? It's about money and grasping. Certainly, that's part of it. But the greed for me is, it shouldn't have to take this much energy, okay? The greed for me is, it shouldn't have to take this much work. It should be easier, right? The greed is about efficiency. Again, I'm a manifesting generator. The efficiency, see how it all comes together in this beautiful mix where you really understand the mathematical formula to your own design and how to work with it? So for me, that whole greed of wanting to make better use of my energy, this is now exacerbated by the second gene key that causes me trouble, but I always go to to see what's going on there, right? Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to break the spell of shadow. I don't want to sit there. It sucks to sit in shadow. It sucks because I know how great it is to sit in gift, okay? And when you're in shadow, you feel like a victim. You feel like you don't have any control over the situation you're, you're in. You feel helpless. You feel like things are being done to you, like life is being done to you, like you're just attracting all of the unlucky breaks. Well, hey, if you stay in shadow, that's exactly what happens, right? So the second key or gate that I go to is my unconscious or design earth, which is gate 42. And in the gene keys, this is the purpose sphere of your activation or genius sequence. Gate 42 is the gate of growth. Okay, what is growth but this urgency right? To become. And the shadow frequency is expectation. The gift frequency is detachment. The city is celebration, right? It's recognizing that all is good all the time and we don't have to do anything to grow, to become. All we have to do is be, right? That's that city energy. But do you see how these two gates, between these two gates or spheres, how so much of my shadow energy gets triggered in these moments where already my energy is depressed because I'm tired. I've had the emotional trauma of this back and forth with the technology. Then I'm exhausted from all of the work I'm doing to know myself better because I really, really, really want to master my mind. Because when I master my mind, I get to master my energy. 
So now I'm exhausted. I've overcome this frustration. There's still residue that's hanging over me. And now I have this drama come up with, oh my God, the path I thought we were on may not be. All of the products and all of the work that we've done, absolutely. But how we package it and how we present it to the world might have to change. And why is this so upsetting? Because I had an expectation that all would be fine and I was attached to that expectation. And so these two spheres, I already see and feel my magnetism contracting. I feel it. And I can also feel I'm not a pleasant person to be around right now. I know it. So I don't want to be around anyone because I know the effect my aura will have on them. So I can already feel my magnetism shrinking just in my own aura. And what I start to realize, because I have this self-knowledge, there are these two other spheres that are really, really impactful, especially when you're trying to do something of import, when you're trying to make an impact in this world, and you're trying to do it through your vocation. And the first is your sphere of vocation, which is the gene keys. And your vocation sphere is part of both your Venus sequence and your pearl sequence or wealth sequence. Your Venus is about relationships. Your vocation is the core wound that you're going to heal over and over in this life, right? So that you heal it for past generations and yourself, and that's your work. It's just going to keep coming up over and over again. And it's the thing that if we do not manage that energy, it actually gets in the way of our ability to attract our fractal. And so the energy of my vocation <laughs> and the gate, it's gate nine in human design, and which is all about focus, concentration, concentrated bursts of energy. And guess what the shadow is? Inertia. So the shadow energy is inertia, which I am very, very familiar with. Because when I feel defeated, I stop trying. I get this attitude of, why bother? It's a very much like Eeyore in the Winnie the Pooh series. Why bother? It's not going to work anyway. Why bother? People aren't ready for it. Why bother? The road we thought we were going to take, you know, we now have to change. Why bother? And that is the energy I was in the day that Tara and I texted each other and I felt completely defeated. The energy of inertia is an energy of feeling completely, utterly defeated and unable to progress in the smallest way. And ironically, the way to get yourself out of inertia and into the gift energy of determination is any small action to start building momentum again and to move you forward. But on that day, when I got this news and then Tara and I had our texts, I just said, I'm done. I'm exhausted. I can't think clearly because I've also learned that, you know, you, you don't want to make important decisions from a place of shadow. You'll make really, really bad decisions. So I thought, I am just going to rest and give myself the benefit of rest. And that's what I did. I think I slept 12 hours. <laughs> it was like crazy. But I was tired emotionally and physically. It was really, really a recovery rest from the prior couple of weeks. And very important because the way that I reach my people, and this is through the culture sphere, the culture sphere for me is gate 15, which in traditional human design terms is the gate of extremes, which is kind of a weird name. It doesn't really mean a lot. There's another school of thought which distills these sometimes alien 
words or concepts in traditional human design into something that's more relatable. This is Cheaton Parkin and his work. And the label he gives gate 15 is humanity, which is really, really beautiful. And which makes sense because it's part of one of the collective circuits, which is about what is best for the whole of us, how we can all benefit together to create more beautiful experiences and a better future together. The energetic qualities, so the shadow quality of gate 15. So again, this is the culture sphere. This is how I find my people. And when I find my people, this is how I'm able to follow through my aspiration, which is my life's work. Guess what the shadow is? Dullness, ordinariness, lackluster. Again, it works very, very much in partnership with that shadow energy of inertia. Why bother? It's so dull and uninteresting here. It's like the gift frequency is magnetism. So here I am talking about magnetism. Those of you who are listening and deeply moved by this, you are my fractal. You are why I'm here. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have you here. We found each other. <laughs> But this is in my energetic profile in order to find my people, this concept of magnetism. And so for me, being a role model for how to cleanse and maintain my aura is something I am here to share. I have to share it, right? This is the process that I take in order to cleanse my own aura, in order to move myself out of the shadow frequency of victim into the gift frequency of empowerment. And it's a process that all of you can take with your own design, with your own mathematical formula for your unique energetic design. And you might use totally different spheres than I do. What I'm sharing with you is the way that I have learned to navigate my chart because I am so in touch with my energy and my mind has done the work to really absorb this stuff in terms of how these mechanics work so that they are not running me, but I am running them, <laughs> right? Again, I am empowered through my mathematical formula for my human design so that I can be the highest, best version of me in this life, so that I can be as efficient and powerful in the way that I show up in the world, in my relationships, in my work, on this podcast, in my writing, wherever I show up, I want to make sure that I'm bringing forth a clean aura. And I want that for you as well. So takeaways for today, basically they're all at the top of this episode. Magnetism is not a mental process. If you want to be your most magnetic self, you're not going to get there through your mind. You're not going to get there by thinking about it by taking another self-awareness test that your mind is conditioned to give the answers that your mind thinks you want to hear. This is about embodied awareness. And it's not that all of those self-awareness tools aren't helpful. They are. But what's really going to bring out the best in all of those different facets into a part of you is knowing your human design because only your human design is going to help you see where you are prone to being conditioned, to where you are prone to being pulled out of alignment 
and into someone else's game or someone else's plan or someone else's priorities, right? You're here for your own priorities because there's something that only you can do in this world that you are meant to do. And all the work that you've been doing on yourself is absolutely valuable. But if you're still feeling like something's missing, it's because you don't have the tool to help further unlock the status quo you found yourself in, to further unlock your use or knowledge of all of those other dimensions of you that you've discovered through the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or StrengthsFinder or any of these. Human design is going to give you access to your most aligned, most magnetic self. And everything that you do from there on out has the potential to be enhanced by your first knowledge and later awareness of how your mathematical formula for your unique design works. So what I want to offer to everyone listening, because those of you who are listening and those of you who have been moved, I want to offer you an opportunity to work with me and to make it really a no-brainer. If you don't know your human design, I want you to learn it and I want you to learn it with me because I have the channel of transformation, which happens to be here to help you get to the person you're supposed to be as fast as you possibly can, as efficiently as you possibly can. And I've done all this work so that you don't have to go through the labor intensive process of deconstructing the mystery and the depth and breadth around all of these concepts. It's really, really heavy stuff. If you think I was taking a three-hour nap from a two-and-a-half-hour video on Saturday, I mean, think of all the naps I've had to take over the last almost two years of study because this stuff is really deep and really rich and really important, and I wanted it to all sink in. So those of you who are listening and moved and feel that you want to learn more about your unique mathematical formula to your design, I want to invite you to work with me because I really want to work with you. I am here to work with you. I want to make an investment in you by giving you a 10% discount off my superpowers and kryptonite reading. And I want you to use the keyword, uh, the coupon code when you're prompted for fractal, F. R-A-C-T-A-L, because that's what you are to me. You are my fractal client. I am not publishing this anywhere in print. So the only way that you are going to know about this code is because you've listened. And I'm grateful for you. And I'm excited for you because there's something in you deep in your soul that brought you here, that has you listening. And that makes me really happy because your soul is speaking to you. Your higher self is speaking to you and you're listening. Thank you so much for being here. I love that you are awakening to your potential because you are magical. You are magnetic. And if I can be of service at all to help you get there faster, I am here. I am waiting. I am ready. Have a wonderful day. And I can't wait to see you again next week. Until then, bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of To Be Authentic, where we explore the practical side of human design, the gene keys, and the work in an integrated approach we call the quantum way. If you're new to human design and the gene keys, click the links in our show notes to get your free chart and profile 
While you're there, subscribe to our mailing list to receive special offers and invitations and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and your podcast provider of choice to never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. You make this podcast matter. Oh, 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 oh